0: Hey, yeah, come on in. come on y'all come in say good afternoon to me (laughs) <laughs> you can't know, get a <laughs> up got up and so up and so up and so up and up so 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 and up 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 and I'm not Y'all come on in. Hey, Pastor Renetta. Hey, Lady Teresa. Hey, Minister Ty. Pastor Ty. Sorry. Listen, y'all come on in. Y'all come on in. Y'all come on. This is week 2. This is week 2. Anger, bitterness, controlling. Um now anger was supposed to be done on Tuesday and bitterness was supposed to be done on Wednesday and controlling was supposed to be done on Thursday which is today. But I carried over from week 1 um courage and confidence into on Wednesday, I wasn't able to come in on Tuesday, and so today is Thursday. So we only did two this week, which is fine and which is okay. So I just put them all together, um and then I'm, I'm gonna pray that I can get through this, y'all. My back, listen, for those of you who need, for those of you who know prayer, pray for me. Pray for me. My back is on fire. I'm um, not hardly able to raise my arms um above to you know where they need to be but i've been moving them but i've been enduring listen i have been enduring the pain i've been trying not to complain i've been trying not to murmur about it i've been trying not to um you know my husband came home for lunch the first thing he said i thought you were going to rest today and i did i rested up until about 10 and then I did a short little live on my personal page. And then I, I went and laid down to so what taught me to do this. So, you know, I rested. After I finished this, I'll go back and let my, my back and, and my bones and stuff rest, because it it's it hurts y'all. Hey, good afternoon, Sierra. Thank you, I need the prayer. Thank you, Bishop. <laughs> You're not happy with me, y'all. He wants me to rest, which is nothing wrong with that. But this makes me happy. I do what I do because it makes me happy. Amen. And so my prayer is not to be on here long. Usually I go an hour, but I'm going to try my best to get um, this through quickly. Um, Y'all know me. I don't rush the word. I don't rush the teachings. You know, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like to rush it, so um again this is also on um my Zoom recording in progress and so um this is also on my zoom for those of you who can see the zoom password and the invite you number know, i don't even know what to call that the numbers to sign in you're not know, you know that's you know that's what it's called i guess i don't know but you have the Zoom code and the password if you desire to want to come on in with me because you may have some questions here, you know, later on. Zoom uh, Zoom year. So, just asking, just asking, just asking. But it's also recorded for those who, you know, because I recorded on my Zoom and then I uploaded to my podcast, so... All right, so for those of you who are watching through my YouTube channel, um, Sweet Halloway Deliverance Ministries on uh, my YouTube channel, for those of you who are watching in the Marriage Roll and Uncut marriage page, for those of you who are on my Elder Sweet Holloway Deliverance page for marriage ministry, and those of you who are watching for my personal page, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank you all for following me as I follow the Lord again. I pray that I say something. That's going to bless you that's going to encourage you that's going to help you that's going to empower you it's going to uplift you amen that's my desire is to give to you what god has given to me amen and that you will receive it the same way i did in order for me to be um happy healthy um with lots of joy desire purpose you know for god's plan so um, remember, you need your notebooks, you need your ink pens, you need your Bibles. You need to write down the scriptures, write down these points. I thank God for this workshop, amen, and it is a workshop. It's where you're getting your teaching, you are writing down your scriptures, you're going back and applying them to your life. Um, you're also, you know, reaching out maybe to other resources to see what else you need. You know, I just give the minimum And it's up to you to you know continue to carry it on. Amen. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. God bless you. Lord God, I thank you for waking me up this morning, closing my right mind with the activities of my limbs. God, I thank you for healing my body. I thank you for being a mind regulator and a heart fixer. Lord God, I ask that you continue to lay your hands on those who are watching privately, who are watching publicly, Lord God. I thank you for their life, their health, and their strength. Lord God, bless those. Who have um, came on and decided to support me, Lord God, as I continue to give what does say saith, the Lord. So, God, I thank You for life, health, and strength. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be such ones that I settle Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Lord God, I know everybody doesn't doesn't have a um, um, doesn't have a, a plan to be married, and there are some that are single. Lord God, but allow these teachings to show them how to have to show them to have a good character great integrity um to to have a great personality to to be a better woman if they don't desire to be a wife if they don't desire to be a husband but teach them and show them how to be a good man a good husband so god we thank you lord god because you are the creator of everything in this world we are in your image, Lord God, and everything that you created is good. So, Lord God, those who need to be empowered, let them be empowered. Those of them that need to be healed, heal them in Jesus name. Those of them that need to be uplifted. Those of them that just need to be encouraged, knowing how or what to do. So God, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Continue to um, continue to give us what we need. As I decrease, you increase. Cover me in your Holy Spirit. Cover me with your your holy garment, Lord God, so that I'm able to give those what they need with love, compassion, without um, without without a hidden agenda, without any motives, but from my, from my pure heart, from my true intentions, Lord God, to letting them know that I want to see them grow, that I want to see them to go farther along in their marriage, farther along in their relationships. Farther along in their lives, Lord God, by giving them the word of God and showing them and leading them in the direction you have called me to bring them into, Lord God. So, God, I thank you, God. And, Lord God, look on oh, my husband. Bless him as well, Lord God. We thank you for our 28 years of marriage. And, Lord God, we're praying for many, many more. So, Lord God, strengthen those who are on here. Strengthen our minds. Strengthen their, their thoughts, Lord God. And, God, we thank you, Lord God. You know the struggle of this the, of their marriages, Lord God. You know the struggle of the husband. You Know the struggle of the wife you know the struggle of the marriage Lord god so god you give them you show them you lead them and guide them you send them someone that can give them godly wisdom that they can get what they need Lord god and Lord god, if, it's, if it's their will if they're if it's their desire if it's their will that they want to do something else Lord god then you just strengthen them in the choices that they'll choose to make lord god you strengthen them in the decision that they choose to make lord god but god i pray on today that they will hold out just a little while longer and that you will give them patience and endurance and perseverance, Lord God, and you give them the assurance of knowing that everything is going to be all right. So god i thank you and i love you because you are the lord of lords you are the great i am you're the lily in the valley lord god you're king of kings and lord of lords you're alpha and omega you're the beginning and the end you're a mind regulator and you are a heart fixer lord god you are a deliverer and you are still in the miracle business lord god and we thank you just in that god so god we thank you for salvation We thank you for repentance and restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Touch the hearts and the minds of your people, Lord God, and give them what they need. Not their will, but let your will be done. In Jesus' name, I pray, we pray, and we all say amen. Amen, amen. So we're going forward, and we're going to go right into the word. Amen. Amen. I know y'all praying for me. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. All right. So this workshop slash conference, the title of it is "Don't Hush, Speak Up." Amen. Communication unlocks lips. Amen. Communication is the key to unlock lips. And yes, you will hear people. You will hear people say you know, everything is not to be spoken or everything's not to be said or people don't need to know this and people don't need to know that. But I I beg to differ in some of these areas because Ecclesiastes chapter three, and I want to read it from, and I want to read it from the New Living Translation. And y'all need to write this scripture down. I'm going to put it in here. Ecclesiastes chapter three. Verses 1 through, well, no, 7 through 14. Let me just do 7 through 14. 7 through 14, um, the New Living Translation. And I'll put that in there. I don't think I spelled that right. Hold on. Well, I know after I post it, it'll be all right. Ecclesiastes. That's not it. Hold on now, because that's not... It's 7 through 14. The new... Living translation. There. All right, here you go. All right. So the new living translation of Ecclesiastes reads this. And so I want you all to understand that. Listen to what this says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Starting at the seventh verse, it says a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? I have seen the burden God has placed on us all. Yet, God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So, I concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can, and people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor for these are gifts from god and i know that whatever god does is final nothing can be added to it or taken from it god's purpose is that people should fear him what is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God makes the same things happen over and over again. So when you go up to um, verse one in Ecclesiastes chapter three, it tells us for everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven right so what you have to understand is that everything that is happening now has either already happened or is going to happen but at the end of the day God does it over and over again he makes the same thing happen over and over again So sometimes when we're in a cycle and things are happening over and over again, you have to understand that every season has a change. And every season has a new happening from an old happening. Every season that happens, every shift, every change, every circumstance, every mishap, every mistake, every fall, everything that has happened in this world god has said well Sal- solomon has stated god makes the same things happen over and over again so when you ask yourself how did i find myself back in this place well then you must answer yourself i found myself back in this place because there was not a change made in this new season. There was not a change made in this new season. What I did in the summertime, I couldn't do it in the wintertime. Whatever I did in the winter time, I should have not done it in the fall time because when seasons change, the atmosphere is supposed to change. The environment is supposed to change. Whatever has taken place, whatever is happening again, there is supposed to be a change. Amen. So my point in saying all of that is to say this. Sometimes there is a time that you're supposed to tear away. There is a time that when you're tearing away, you're all supposed to sew it back together. Tear it, sew it tear it sew it tear it sew it why because there's a time to tear and there's a time to mend mend means to bring back together mending it back into place it was already tore you no longer have to tear that now now it's time for you to mend it together amen so it tells us a time to be quiet and a time to speak yes There is a time that we're supposed to hush, and there is a time that we're not supposed to hush. There's a time that we're supposed to be silent, and there's a time that we're supposed to speak. But you must know that when the season shifts, a change must take place. That means I didn't speak to it last month, but because God brought it back around this month, I now must speak to it. I was hushed last year. So now this year I must speak. This year I was speaking. Now we're in a new year. I must hush because there are changes in the season. And you have to recognize when it's time to speak and when it's time to hush, when it's time to tear, when it's time to mend, when it's time to love, then there'll be a time to hate. But right now in this season, we're not supposed to be hating. We're supposed to be loving. Next year, if we're supposed to be hating, we still must show love because God is love. Amen. Amen. So I said all of that to say this First Thessalonians. I hope y'all are writing these scriptures down. First Thessalonians. chapter 4, and I am going to read all of it. I'm going to read 1 through 12. I'm going to read 1 through 12. First Thessalonians 4, 1 through 12. And it reads in the New Living Translation, And it reads, finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. Listen, I need need y'all to catch that. Paul was letting the Thessalonians know that you are already living this way that you have been taught, but I need you to continue to do it even the more. So if you're loving, do it even the more. If you're tearing, do it even the more. If you're mending, do it even the more. Whatever you find your hands to do, do it with all of your might. That's truth. That's real. Sometimes it's a struggle and sometimes it is not. Verse 3 says, well, verse 2 says, for you remember, for, listen, Paul says, for you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. God's will is for you to be holy. God's will. God's will is for you to be holy. God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife. I need y'all to catch this because when I go to Abigail and Nay uh, Na- uh Naaman, y'all gonna be like, oh Lord, listen, I know where I'm at. I'm talking about anger, I'm talking about bitterness, and I'm talking about controlling. Wives, I need you to hear me and hear me well. Those who desire to become a wife, hear me and hear me well. This is going to bless you again. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife. For the Lord avenges all such sins as we have solemnly warned you before god has called us to live holy lives not impure lives therefore anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching but is rejecting god who gives his holy spirit to you question do you want to receive i misspelled it do you want lordy lord hold on y'all this thing right here Hold on. I done messed up my thing. Hold on, y'all. Lord have mercy. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Sorry, y'all. I need to move this out the way. Okay. I need that's a question. Do you want to receive his holy spirit? That's the question. There. That's a question. If you want, do you want to receive his Holy Spirit? So if you want to receive his Holy Spirit, you must do what? You can't reject the teaching. Even though you disobey human teaching, if you disobey human teaching, you're rejecting God's word. You're rejecting God. So in order for you to, to receive his Holy Spirit, you must not reject him. Or those who is teaching his word, his, his, his word, right? So verse nine. Hold on, y'all. I think that music is... Too loud. Hold on, cause oh my back, oh my back, my back, my back. My too loud. Listen, oh my back. Okay. First, nine says, but we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other. For God himself has taught you to love one another. Indeed, you already show your love for all the believers throughout Macedonia. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands just as we instructed you before then people who are not believers will respect the way you live and you will not need to depend on others i need y'all to hear that in the king james version it says in verse 11 see i read it to you in the new living translation which says make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands just as we instructed you before. In the King James Version, it says, well, let me start at 10. And indeed, you do it towards all the brethren which are in Macedonia. But we beg you, brethren, that you increase more and more and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business And to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that you may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that you may have lack of nothing. You won't miss nothing when you are living a holy lifestyle before the unbelievers and before your husband and before your wife. So the scripture in Romans, and I believe it's Romans 12, it says we know it might be in Galatians but it says that we are to live peaceably with all men, especially of those of the household of faith. So we not only are supposed to be nice to the stranger, but especially to those who we know. We're not supposed to just be nice to the believers, but especially to those who are unbelievers. So in either case, whether they are a believer or whether they are an unbeliever, it's your duty. It's been commanded that you are nice to everyone, that you speak nice to everyone, that you learn how to behave towards everyone, because you don't have the right or the authority to say who's bad and who's good. You don't see the heart of the people unless they're showing you through action. And even in that, you still can't judge them and condemn them. You must love them and bring correction with compassion and empathy. Amen. So now we're going, Um. yep, 1230. Yep, going right into the lesson. Now we're going into the lesson. So I need y'all to go into, now that was for those, oh, you know what? Mm-mm, I forgot a scripture. Let me give y'all one more. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, right quick. You to good? Okay, go down. Listen. And First Corinthians chapter ten, I just wanna give you twenty-three to thirty three. I have to read I have to read it. Lordy, Lordy. I hope y'all writing this down. Listen, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Listen to what Paul said. Paul said, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient all things are lawful for me but all things edify not let no man seek his own but every man another's wealth whatsoever is sold in the shambles that eat asking no question for conscience' sake for the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof oh hallelujah thank you jesus lord jesus hallelujah listen y'all i'm to ta- i thank god for the holy i thank god for the holy ghost y'all lord knows i do i thank god listen i was not even here i know some of y'all are like what in the world what is she doing listen y'all bear with me hey damika robinson how are you listen okay how to how to do something right quick because I, I somebody asked me a question earlier and i couldn't remember and reading this reminded me of what it was, that's how the Holy Ghost is. That's how that's how the Holy Ghost do. I know, right? <laughs> Sarah's like, where'd she go? What is she doing? But I had to take a, a quick little detour. But listen, so in that, let me finish giving y'all this. Um, first Corinthians chapter. I gotta move my page. Lord help me. First <laughs> Corinthians chapter 10. All right, I know where I'm at. Come on, y'all. Listen again, Paul was saying here whatsoever is sold in the shambles that eat, asking no question for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe not bid you to a feast and ye be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you, eat, asking no question. For conscious sake, I need y'all to catch that. Conscious sake, conscious sake, conscious sake. But if any man say unto you, this is offered and sacrificed unto idols, eat not for his sake that showed it. And for conscious sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Conscious, I say, not thine own, but of the others. For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? Hear that? Why is my freedom judged by another man that is bound? Oh, I need y'all to catch that. Why am my Why is my freedom causing another man to be bound, to be judged? There. Listen, I, I need I need y'all to catch that. Conscious. Paul is saying, in my mind, in my conscience, I'm saying, not thine own, but of the others. For why is my liberty judged? Why is my freedom judge of another man's conscience? Y'all, I need y'all to catch that. For if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that for which I give thanks? Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God everything you do is supposed to be for the glory of god and i listen this is how good god is this is, how, this is why you need the holy spirit to be led because that's what peter did peter sat in acts 10 peter sat on the rooftop and was just like and god sent it from heaven the lord sent him something to eat and he was like i'm not eating that that's unclean and the angel of the Lord was trying to say, "Don't call nothing God has made unclean. Don't call your husband unclean. Don't call your wife unclean. Don't call your children unclean. Don't care. Don't call. Don't 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 call your father's finances unclean. Because here's the thing: everything God created is good. Don't let your evil be spoken of. Belief and faith is not the same thing. You still got to allow God to be the judge. You still got to allow God to bring condemnation. Why? for conscious sake, because you can't allow what somebody else chooses to do to bring you out of your freedom and what you choose not to do. I need y'all to catch that. What you have to understand is the glory of God does this in everything for his glory. I give praise to God I praise him, I give him honor. I give him glory. I, I give him, I give him high honor. I give him the highest praise, Hallelujah. That's my liberty. That's my freedom. I choose to serve God. I choose to live a holy lifestyle. I choose to live holy. I choose to do what is necessary. I choose to do good. I choose to be righteous. I choose to say and I choose not to say. I choose to go and I choose not to go for conscious sake and not to allow my good to be evil spoken of we get so caught up and what we see people eating we get so caught up and what we see people doing we get so caught up and what people are wearing where they're going but we need to get caught up in our liberty of freedom lord jesus listen 32 says give none offense hear me give none offense neither to the jews nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God, even as I please all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. We ought to be teaching and preaching salvation. We ought to be teaching and preaching Salvation, Jesus Christ, God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, how to live a holy lifestyle, how to be pure in heart and not impure in sin. Listen, listen, listen to this, listen to this, verse 23, once again, listen, you say i'm allowed to do anything but not everything is good for you you say i am allowed to do anything but not everything is beneficial don't be concerned for your own good but for the good of others so you may eat any meat that is sold in the marketplace without raising questions of conscience for the earth is the lord's and everything in it If someone who isn't a believer asks you home for dinner, accept the invitation if you want to. Listen. Oh, that hurt. Listen. I gotta say that again. This this whole message has just shifted. I I don't even think I'm no longer on. Don't hush. Speak up. This this is that. This is this is. Listen. It still lines up with anger, vitamin, and controlling because people want to control what you can eat. Control where you want to go. Control what you want to say. Control what you don't need to say. Control you in this area. Control you in that area. They want to say, don't eat this, don't eat that. Don't go here, don't go there. Don't do this, don't do that. This, that, and other, blah, 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 blah. They, they're not saved. Don't follow them. They're not, they they, anger. They don't do this. Don't do, They doing this, don't go there. This, listen, he's your boyfriend. I get that, but you don't marry him. Let's control anger, bitterness. Don't hush. Speak up. Listen again. First Corinthians chapter 10. At the 27th verse of the New Living Translation, if someone who isn't a believer, they ask you home for dinner, accept the invitation if you want to. Choice. Eat whatever is offered to you without raising questions of conscience. You don't want to offend people on purpose. Listen, but suppose someone tells you this meat was offered to an idol. Don't eat it. Out of consideration for the conscience of the one who told you. Don't eat it. So, but if somebody tells you That it was that if they told you what it is, then at that moment there's a choice again. Listen, in consideration, listen, listen, listen. Don't eat it out of consideration for the conscience of the one who told you. Don't eat it out of the consideration for the conscience of the one who told you. It might not be a matter of conscience for you, but it is for the other person. For why should my freedom be limited by what someone else thinks? If I can thank God for the food and enjoy it, why should I be condemned for eating it? (laughs) Oh, my God. Listen, Paul is saying, I understand what y'all are saying. I get it. But if God created it for everybody to eat, then why should I be given trouble for it? If he made everything good. Listen, he said, So, so Paul goes on to say, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Don't give offense to Jews or Gentiles or the church of God. Paul said, I too try to please everyone and everything I do. I don't just do what is best for me i do what is best for others so that many may be saved lord have mercy so it may be right it may lead but it may lead to wrong it may not it may be right but it may not be constructive it may be right But it may not build it may not edify it may not uh it may not be spiritual it may not be helpful you have to make sure that when you speak up and you don't hush you want to gain and not lose everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial Point one. You are to seek God for your own good according to his good for the good of God's people including the unbelievers. Look at that. You are to seek God for your own good. According to his good, for the good of God's people, including the unbelievers. Including the unbelievers. Including the unbelievers. Lord, help me Jesus. Which leads us to the last few minutes of this teaching. First Chronicles No, First Samuel, First Samuel, twenty five. First thing, my glasses gonna stay on my face, but my back was hurting too bad to put my contacts in. And even sitting here, I'm just like, Lord, give me strength. But I need to get this week too finished. So y'all just bear with me. And I pray that y'all are sharing this to your pages and you're sharing it with somebody that needs to hear this. Amen. So... Hey, Christopher. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Y'all, this thing has just been very, very good to me. I ain't gonna lie to you. Give me a second, give me a moment. Me, y'all. Here with me. All right. I'm gonna give I was also giving y'all some time to get there, but I also wanna um uh, all right, listen. All right, so all right, and I'm gonna read this to you all in the New Living Translation, okay. So I need y'all to go to 1 Samuel. Y'all give me about 15 minutes. I got you. 1 Samuel chapter 25, starting at the first verse. And it reads, then David moved down to, now I'm talking to y'all about Abigail and Nabal, her husband. Then David moved down to the wilderness of Moab. There was a wealthy man from Moab who owned property near the town of Carmel. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. And it was sheep shearing time. This man's name was Nabal, and his wife, Abigail, was a sensible and beautiful woman. But Nabal, a descendant of Caleb, was crude and mean in all his dealings. When David heard that Nabal was shearing his sheep, he sent 10 of his young men to Carmel with this message for Nabal. So David sent this message to his messengers to send to Nabal. And this is what the message said. Peace and prosperity to you, your family and everything you own. I am told that it is sheep shearing time. So I talked about it, remember? In the beginning when I talked about Ecclesiastes, there's a time to tear, a time to mend a time to be quiet a time to a time to speak a time to be silent a time to love a time to war i said that to y'all i said in the end that god brings things again that happens again and again all right so it says while your shepherds stayed among us near carmel we never harmed them and nothing was ever stolen from them ask your own men and they will tell you this is true So would you be kind to us since we have come at a time of celebration. Please share any provisions you might have on hand with us and with your friend David. David's young men gave this message to Nabal in David's name. And they waited for a reply. So Nabal then replied in verse 10 and nabal said to those men who is this fellow david nabal sneered to the young men who does this son of jesse think he is there are lots of servants these days who run away from their masters should i take my bread and my water and my meat that i've slaughtered for my shears and give it to a band of outlaws who come from who knows where (laughs) I need y'all to hear this. I need y'all to hear it and I need y'all to catch it. So David's young men returned and told him what Nabal had said. Get your swords, David said. That was David's reply. Get your swords. And as David was saying, get your swords, he was strapping up. He was getting ready. He said, then 400 men started off with David and 200 remained behind to guard their equipment. Meanwhile, one of Nabal's servants servants went to Abigail and told her, and this is what the servants said to Abigail, Nabal's wife. David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, but he screamed insults at them. How many, here's a question, how many? of you have been insulted for bringing truth that's a question oh hold on That's wrong. there how many of you have been insulted for bringing truth so these men have been very good to us and we never suffered any harm from them nothing was stolen from us the whole time they were with us in fact day and night they were like a wall of protection to us and they sheep listen how many times have we protected somebody from harm and then we get insulted we get mistreated for doing what is right no we didn't ask for permission no we didn't ask if it was okay but sometimes it is a good thing to take the initiative to help someone out and then just turn around and ask them yes jesus said that you know what you do for others in secret You don't have to blast it openly because he'll reward you openly. This is why Jesus said, I come to fulfill the law and the prophet, not to destroy it. Because we know that in those times, we're no longer living in the Old Testament. We're no longer living with some of those things that, yeah, we want to make it known. Hey, look, I helped you out. You know, can you offer me a loaf of bread? Can I get $20 from you? Can you help me over here in this place? You know, I I know, you know, you, you did this without... know looking for anything in return but now i'm in need i I need help can you help me but now people nowadays you helping people and they're making you pay for it (laughs) They're, they're they're insulting you they're making you feel bad by even just asking for a little help knowing that the whole year of 2020 we took groceries to people's houses we set food outside their houses when they had covid we wasn't expecting anything back but when my husband um was able to receive that project heart bypass people sold into him so in 2020 we didn't have to ask for anything in return we were able to sell back y'all, y'all missing it y'all, y'all not getting it you're not understanding so yeah what you do in secret God will reward you openly but there's nothing wrong of going back and saying listen I need some help can you help me I'm struggling in my marriage. I'm struggling in my finances. I'm struggling with my children. I'm struggling in my home. I'm struggling on my job. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. I just, can you, can you just, hey, if you're going to have anything to give, can I get prayer? Can I, can I just get conversation? But now in this season, people are making you feel bad about even asking for an egg. Or even asking for a ride down to down the street, or even asking a ride to the grocery store, or even asking for a meal. So yeah, Jesus said over in Matthew chapter five, he said it. What what did he say? He said, hold on. I'm gonna tell you what he said. Let me let me tell you. Let me get it. Let me let me help you out. Let me let me let me help you out. Matthew five. Let let me let me get there. Let me tell you what he said. Matthew five and forty three. Listen. I I couldn't find. Out. I was at Mark. My bad. Matthew chapter five. Starting at the 43rd verse, listen to what Jesus said. You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Boom. There it is. Right there. There it is right there and y'all get some of y'all get so twisted some of y'all get so twisted up in the game because you think it's not supposed to or or you think you don't want you don't want them coming back to you well, i'm just gonna give them this so they can just leave me alone no that's not how it's supposed to be listen let me let me move forward let me move forward in this let me let me hurry up let me hurry up let me hurry up, me hurry up. listen So he said, You need, so he said, In fact, day and night, they were like a wall of protection to us and the sheep. You need to know this and figure out what to do. So these men went to Abigail. They went to somebody that had wisdom. They went to somebody that had godly advice. They went to somebody who knew how to move accordingly. They went to somebody that that had a heart for God. They went to somebody that could be reasonable. They went to somebody who was not going to be judgmental, who was not going to be biased, who was not going to be partial. That's what the men did. They knew who to go to. They didn't run to Nabal and say, David is on his way over here to kill us and everybody else. They went to Abigail because they knew that Abigail was going to do the right thing. They knew who Nabal was. If Abigail knew who her husband was, trust me, everybody in that house knew who, knew how Nabal, Nabal was. Everybody in that land know how Nabal are. Listen, I need, I need y'all to catch this. Listen, they said, you need to know this and figure out what to do for there was going to be trouble for our master and his whole family he's so ill-tempered that no one can even talk to him people know who you are they know your heart they know your motives they know when you're mean they know when you're rude they know when you're cruel they know when you're angry they know when you're bitter they know when you're controlling People around you know you ain't got to uncover your husband. You ain't got to uncover your wife because if they're treating you that behind closed doors, trust me, they're treating others around the closed around the door. People, listen. People change like night and day. They change night and day. So trust me when I say if they be a mean to their wife, if they be a mean to their husband. Somebody else is seeing it. They're just afraid to speak up. But Abigail wasn't afraid. Abigail made some moves because Abigail knew her husband was cruel. She knew that her husband was a fool. That's what she said. Listen. And she knew that he was ill tempered. And, and if they couldn't talk to her, she knew that she couldn't even talk to him. I need y'all to catch this. Listen. Verse 18 says, Abigail wasted no time. She quickly gathered 200 loaves of bread, two wineskins full of wine, five sheep that had been slaughtered, nearly a bushel, a roasted grain, a hundred clusters of raisins, and 200 fig cakes. She packed them on donkeys and said to her servants, go on ahead. I will follow you shortly. She went on and sent them ahead. Now, mind you, David had back here. It said that David took with him. Um, I'm getting there. Hold on. David took 400 of his men. So altogether, there was 600 men in total. David left two behind and took. So 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 why so why did she pack so much? Because. She was feeding 600 men. That's why. Wisdom. Wisdom. Listen. So, I lost my place, y'all. Bear with me. (laughs) She said, Go on ahead. I will follow you shortly. But she didn't tell, but she didn't tell her husband. But she didn't tell her husband Nabal what she was doing. This is why today I said this is for all wives. This is for all wives. It's in the old testament and it's in the new testament. Some of y'all think you have to tell your husband everything. But if your husband is foolish, if your husband is unsaved, if your husband is an unbeliever, if your husband is ill-tempered, if your husband is cruel and rude, if your husband is ill-mannered, if he's nothing good is in your husband, why do you share with him everything that is good when it's going to mean you no good and at this point it doesn't matter if you believe it or not check the stats check your house check your home check your depression check your finances Check your spiritualness. Check everything concerning you. I, I need y'all to hear this. No, Sister Holloway is not saying, should I, should you, you shouldn't tell your husband everything and say that. What I said was, you can't share everything with your husband. You have to discern what to share when to share it what to say when to say it how to say it why it should be stated to benefit for the glory of god because if he is not even a part of god everything that you're trying to do will be damaged Everything that you're trying to bring to pass will be destroyed. Why? Because Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he is the father of lies. Listen, I don't know who's all getting this. I don't even know if any of you are getting a little bit of it, but I'm going to give it in Jesus' name for the glory of God, because what y'all don't understand is what I speak to you, I speak to myself first, and I try my best, and you just had, him Paul said, Paul said, I try my best to do best for y'all. So that's why y'all should do it even the more because you should keep what we're teaching you so that when it's time for you to do it, when it's time for you to say it, when it's time for you to give it, you'll do it to the glory of God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. She said, As so 20, 1 Samuel 25 and 20, As she was riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, she saw David and his men coming toward her. David had just been saying, a lot of good it did to help this fellow. We protected his flock in the wilderness and nothing he owned was lost or stolen, but he has replied me evil for good. And David's words were, may god strike me and kill me even if even one man of his household is still alive tomorrow morning they were saying everybody gotta die <laughs> everybody gotta die everybody gotta go if, every, if somebody is still living may god strike me and kill me but I'm going with all my strength and power to take Nabal and his whole household out. And I done protected you. I done prayed for you. I done helped you. I took the initiative to give you what was necessary to give you my time and my attention. I made sure your men was not hurt. We didn't take nothing from them. And you want to tell them about who am I? Mm. let me tell you who I am. I am a child of God, and God protects me, and God holds me. And I'll tell. Listen, I, I tell you this: be careful when you when you speak against any true, genuine man or woman of God. Hear the word of the Lord, wives. You don't have to take vengeance into your own hands. But you can take the initiative of your own hands to do good, to be righteous, to take a stand for what is right. In spite of foolishness, in spite of disappointments, in spite of anger, in spite of bitterness, in spite of controlling, in spite of all of that, God got you. And he wants to hold on to you. But you must hold on to what you know what is good. When you know you done prayed. When you know you done stood through the testing time. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Listen. When Abigail, when Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed low before him. She humbled herself. She went in with humility. She got off her donkey. She bowed, she bowed low before David. She fell at his feet and said, I accept all blame in this matter. Point one. Oh, was that point two? Like, yeah, point two. Point two. You must accept all blame in that matter Let me explain. Oh lord. I don't I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing because I know this is the Lord. Cuz this I got to get this out. I have to get this out. I want to get this out. I must get this out. Abigail said, I accept all blame in this matter. Point two, you must accept all blame in that matter. Stop taking responsibility for the whole matter. Stop taking responsibility for the whole thing. Stop blaming yourself for what he does. She said, I accept all blame in this matter. Here's why I can say that. She said, I accept all blame in this matter, my Lord. Please listen to what I have to say. I know Nabal is a wicked and ill-tempered man. Please don't pay any attention to him. He is a fool, just as his name suggests nabal's name means fool. so hear what i'm saying and i know some of y'all like no it's the whole it's the truth listen when i'm having issues with my husband i i don't apologize for nothing that i didn't do and that i didn't say that was right if i offended you and what i said that i i didn't forgive me of the offense i take blame for offending you but i will not apologize for truth I will not apologize for what I said. I will not apologize for what needed to be done. I'm apologizing and I take full responsibility for offending you. In that matter, hear what I'm saying? In that matter, you wives, you have to stop taking responsibility for their actions. All of it. All of it. Hold them accountable. Stop apologizing to them when they're yelling at you. Stop apologizing to them when they're beating on you. Stop apologizing to them when they're cussing you out. Stop apologizing to them when they're cheating on you. You're not in fault. You're not in fault. But you apologize for that part you played in. And that matter. Give me an example okay so let's just say you have had you wife let's say you haven't gave your husband sex in six months and every day he's been asking you for sex and you have been refusing and your only excuse has been I'm tired, I work too. I didn't clean the house. I'm not, we're not talking about if it's a physical element if it's a a, 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 a a health reason element. I'm talking about if you are just blatantly I'm not saying I'm not talking about if he has cheated on you or he might have just been yelling and screaming in the hall or whatever even in that case you're starting supposed to, to hold back sex with your husband but hear what I'm saying. he's been asking to be intimate. He's been asking to spend some time with you. And you have been shutting it out for six months. And his needs are becoming overwhelming. He's becoming frustrated. And you're not realizing that his frustration of him yelling at you is because he needs a release. He needs a release. And he wants to release. (coughs) He wants to release inside of you. But you are not allowing him to come in unto you. So what does Satan do? Satan starts putting thoughts in his head. Satan starts opening up little doors. So now temptation is taking a hold. And I know, listen, y'all that's justifying no i need y'all to hear me and hear me well it's not justifying it if you're not giving your husband sex and you're the reason why he's going out her cheating and carrying on and what what's what, so or the other you got to take blame for that you do he made a choice yes and you made a choice not to give him some when he was horny and he needs to be sexed out and you're refusing to satisfy his need. so then he go out you go out so now both y'all cheat on each other and i just said earlier sexual impurity and the in the and paul said stay out of that so all all this is tied together i need y'all to catch it wives i need you to catch it you need to have the wisdom of you need to have the wisdom of abigail and not have the and not have the spirit of Satan of jezebel that rhyme didn't even think it was going to go there but you you want to be an abigail or do you want to be a jezebel Now, forget about what she was, when she was, and I'm talking about this particular message right here. How Abigail made a conscious decision so that her household would not be destroyed, so that her household would not be affected because of the insults and the ill-tempered and the foolishness of a fool in her house. Abigail was a wise woman. Jezebel was a controlling woman. And you see what happened to Jezebel. She was ate by dogs and they licked her bones on the side of the wall, left dead. Abigail became the wife of a man of God after God's own heart. But let me finish. So so let me finish. She said to David, I accept all blame in this matter. So I said point two, you must accept all blame in that matter. Stop justifying what your husband do. Stop making excuses for your husband. Yes, you cover him in prayer, but don't lie for him. Don't justify for him. You hold him accountable. You do what is right. You do what God calls you to do. But make sure it may be lawful, but not expedient. Because everything we do, glory goes to God. If it's edifying your marriage, do it. If it's beneficial to your marriage, do it if it's gaining in your marriage do it you must be the light. you must the wife is sanctified through the husband the husband is sanctified through the wife y'all know scripture listen she said please listen to what i have to say i know nabal is a wicked and ill-tempered man please don't pay any attention to him he is a fool just as his name suggests she went on to say but i never even saw the young men you sent don't hold the rest of us responsible we never saw it we never heard it we didn't know let's make this right she says now my lord as surely as the lord lives and you yourself live since the lord has kept you for murdering and taking vengeance into your own hands. Let all your enemies and those who try to harm you be as cursed as Nabal is. She already knew that her husband is cursed. She already knew that her husband is cursed. She already knew that her husband is bad. She already knew that nothing good was gonna come to her husband, but she remained his wife. She remained in her role. She remained in her integrity. She remained in her character. She remained in her love. She remained to do what is right, to do what is necessary. Listen, she says, please forgive me. She said, no, she said, and here is a present that I have, your servant, have brought to you and your young men, please forgive me if I have offended you in any way. The Lord will surely reward you with a lasting dynasty. For you are a fighting, for you are fighting the Lord's battles, and you have not done wrong throughout your entire life. At this moment, he hadn't done wrong. He hadn't. At this moment, he hadn't done wrong, in her eyes. In her eyes, he hadn't done wrong. And In her eyes, he hadn't done wrong. In her eyes, listen, at that moment, in her eyes, he hadn't done wrong. He hadn't even... He hadn't even done wrong yet. But see, even in this, we still got to be careful about putting people on pedestals. Listen. Because then when they really fall, then you really want to kill them. Listen, you must not make sudden moves. Point three. Point three, you must not make sudden moves. All right. Listen. 29 says, even when you are prophetic, I need y'all to catch this. This is this right here is prophetic. I I need y'all to catch this. I need y'all to catch this. Verse 29. Even when you are chased by those who seek to kill you, your life is safe in the care of the Lord your God, secure in his treasure pouch. But the lives of your enemies will disappear like stones shot from a sling. When the Lord has done all he promised and has made you leader of Israel, don't let this be a blemish on your record then your conscious won't have to bear the staggering burden of needless bloodshed and vengeance point four. Point four, don't wait to pray, don't wait to speak, don't wait to move, and don't wait to hush. Speak up. Speak up. Abigail made a conscious decision to speak up. Shut that door back, Jacob. To speak up so that she was able to prophesy to David. And yes, I said prophesy because she said when the Lord has done all he promised and has made you leader of Israel, don't let this be a blemish on your record. When we are given a word from the Lord to you, it should always be if you don't do this, God will not do that if you want the house in the land then you must do this you can't have blemish you can't have wrinkle you can't have mistakes you can't have blood on your hands you can't be scattering the sheep you can't be stealing killing and robbing and like nabal you can't be a fool acting foolishly because you're angry you're bitter And you are controlling because of what you have and who you are. Lord, help me in this place. Abigail was an intercessor. Abigail is an intercessor, an intercessor, she was interceding not just for her husband, she wasn't just interceding for her husband, she was interceding for everyone that was in her house. She was interceding for everyone that was in her house, in spite of what her husband was doing in spite of who her husband is that's right the relationship is not supposed to be conditional there should be no no stipulations no no restrictions no conditions my love for you is the my love for you is is just that not for my love is not for what you can give me or or who you are, but because you really love me and adore me. Listen, Lord have mercy. As I stated, part three, you um, part four. You you got to speak up. Okay, let, let me let me let me let me let me let me finish reading this. Listen, listen, let me finish reading this. Okay, now check this out she said and when the lord has done these great things for you when the lord will do these things for you abigail said please remember me your servant remember me when the lord do everything that god has promised you remember me remember me listen At the end of the day, we know it's not about us. We know it's not about you. We know it's not about them. We know it's not about the husband. But, wife, the Lord will remember you because you have prayed. You have stood through the test of time. You have stood through trial and error. You have stood through the good times and really stood through the bad times. You've waited for God to make a way. You've waited for God. To change it, you waited for God to turn it. You waited for God to clean that man up. You waited for God to bring that man out. You waited for God to deliver him. You waited. And because you waited with wisdom and knowledge and understanding and patience and endurance, with love, with joy, with compassion. You, was, you stood because of righteousness and holiness and there was no blame in you. There was no blemish on you. Lord, help me Jesus. And your conscience is clear. And your conscience is clear. Listen, David replied to Abigail, David said, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you to me today, because I was about to take your husband out. (laughs) And every man that was in that house, I was about to, so y'all looked at, I just raised my hand. Praise be to God. Lord, help me, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Won't God do it? Y'all, I couldn't. I could not raise his hand without my back on fire. But got to God be the glory. And I give him praise in Jesus' name that he is a healer and he is a deliverer. God will do just what you need him to do when you obey his word. And you empower his people. Because somebody needs to know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. David said, I thank God. He said, I praise God today for him sending you to me. He said, thank God for your good sense. We just need good sense. But in order to have good sense, you got to be sober-minded. Help me, Jesus. in order to have good sense you must be sober-minded listen david said to abigail bless you for keeping me from murdering and from carrying out vengeance with my own hands when y'all get an opportunity i want y'all to read romans chapter 12. I want y'all to read Romans chapter 12. The whole chapter, honey. Read, when y'all get an opportunity, read Romans chapter 12, it's gonna bless you. David said, for I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, who has kept me from hurting you, (laughs) that if you had not hurried out to meet me, not one, of Nabal's men would still be alive tomorrow morning. Then David accepted her present and told her, Return home in peace. Return home in peace. David said, I have heard what you said. We will not kill your husband. The Lord, wives, has heard your cries. The Lord has heard your heart. The Lord has heard your supplication. The Lord has heard your request. Because Jesus said, before you even ask, I know what you need. Ask and believe. Ask in faith. Ask and it shall be given, knock and it shall be open. Seek and you shall find. You must ask in Jesus' name. I want y'all to go back and read these scriptures that I'm putting on here. I want y'all to read them. I want y'all to read these scriptures i want y'all to read those scriptures i want y'all to read them i'm gonna put them up here on the screen I want y'all to go and read Psalms 37. And I want y'all to read uh, Proverbs 15, 1 through 4. And I want y'all to read them And the New Living Translation. You can read them in the King James Version, but I want y'all to read it. Listen, David says, go home in peace. I'm not going to kill your husband. When Abigail arrived home, she found that nabal was throwing a big party and was celebrating like a king hear what i'm saying sometimes you go home and your husband is acting as if he's done nothing he's 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 nice he's sweet he's having a whole party and you messed up but that's why david told abigail go home in peace because when you go home in peace You're not worried about what they're doing. You're not going to be ill-tempered. You're not going to be you're not going to be drunken in 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 your emotions. You're going to walk in and be like, "I got peace. I'm not going to let him tell. I'm not. mm -mm. If he want to act like nothing is happening, all right. I'm going on in Jesus' name. I have just been spoken to. I have just been told to go. I got peace, and you will have that peace. You will have that peace if you want peace. If you want it, you can have it. You want joy, you can have it. You want long suffering, you can have it. You want patience, you can have it. Because that's what James tells us. Wanting for nothing. You won't lack nothing. Ask for understanding. Ask for understanding. Listen. He was very drunk. So she didn't tell him anything about her meeting with David. She never said a word. So those of you who might just been coming in and y'all didn't hear me say, I ain't telling you not to tell your husband nothing, but he don't need to know everything. Y'all pour out all of your all of your mistakes, all of your issues. Y'all tell him what you did when you was two, what you did when you was 20, and you done messed it, you done. He saw you as a good thing, but then by the time you tell him everything, he ain't. There's no, he does not respect for you. He don't even see you like that anymore. And I know that to be, that's a true statement. When I met my husband, we didn't. I, we, I didn't. He was telling me. I, I I, listened. I, I don't. I don't give pillow talk. I, I don't do that. You will never know what, what, what what's going on in my past and not saying that it's horrible or it's messed up or I done murdered somebody, but people have a tendency to throw in your face what you've done in your past. They they like to throw stuff in your face that you did before. They like to show that you're also not perfect. They love to do that. And here's the thing, I didn't even know that until I came into the knowledge of the truth of the word of God that when I read when Jesus said, I don't even know what my father is gonna send me down to um come come get the come get his people, to come get our people. The Bible also says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. I take that to heart because I don't want no malice I don't want no hidden agendas I don't want no hidden motives I don't want nobody taking back what I said or what I did to anybody else because you're going to be like David on when I talked about it on yesterday when I talked about how David went to um to to, to support him because he lost his daddy because his daddy was loyal to him and then you got those naysayers talking about girl do you really listen listen man do you really think David's coming to support you we have to be wise. We have to know wisdom. We have to know what to say when not to say. We And I said it in Ecclesiastes chapter three, God already said he brings these things back around again. So what you've learned in your past, you use it for your present future. What you've done in your past, you don't, if it was bad, then you don't You don't bring it forward. And if it comes back around, you know how to deal with it. Oh, y'all don't hear me, but it's fine. Listen, it said that in the morning when the ball was sober, the Lord ain't going to take you out while you're drunk. He wants you to feel this thing. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. The Lord wants you to feel every pain. He wants you to see every struggle. Why? Because he sent his only begotten Son Jesus, to die on the cross for you. So do you think he's gonna allow you to get it out of here with without harm, without danger, without at least some scar? God is merciful, and he is a forgiving God, but don't think he's not don't think he's gonna do with you what he couldn't even do with his own son. When Jesus was on that cross, Jesus said, Father, why have you forsaken me? And God had to turn his face around because he couldn't look at him. He couldn't even look at his own son. He couldn't be. they, 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 they They went through the thing together because they had a plan. Because Jesus had purpose. He wanted to show us that you can be human and endure betrayal. That you can be human and endure to cheating. That you can be human and endure the backbiting, the gossiping, the lying, all of it. That you can make it. You can make it. You can be the wife that the Lord intended for you to be from the very beginning, before Eve took a bite of the fruit before Eve gave it to her husband, before they realized they were naked, before they realized they were embarrassed and they were shameful and they hid themselves. But even in that, they made fig leaves, but God made them aprons. Good God Almighty, that's what you have to understand. They might've made them fig leaves, but God made them aprons because he still loved them even in their mistakes. And God is still wanting you wives to be patient with your husbands, even in their mistakes. But if you are a hellion and rebellion and you're doing the same thing they're doing, they're not going to be that husband you desire for them to be. You cannot have blemish. You cannot allow your good to be evil spoken of. Listen. In the morning when Nabal was sober, his wife told him what had happened. As a result, he had a stroke and he lay paralyzed on his bed like a stone. About 10 days later, the Lord struck him and he died. God didn't give him the stroke. God did not give him the stroke. The words he heard from Abigail, he had a stroke. And about 10 days later, the Lord struck him, and he died. But listen to what the King James Version says. I want you to hear what the King James Version says. The King James Version says, And Abigail came to Nabal, and, behold, he held a feast in his house like the feast of a king. And Nabal, and Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunken. Wherefore, she told him nothing, less or more. She said, nothing, less, nothing more. She told him nothing until the morning light. But it came to pass in the morning when the wine was gone out of Nabal and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him and he became as a stone. And it came to pass about 10 days after the Lord smote Nabal that he died. And that's why what you have to understand is God will fix it if you let him your words carry weight your words carry power so that's why i gave y'all proverbs 15 1-4 you need to read it when david heard that nabal was dead he said praise the lord who has avenged the insult i received from nabal and has kept me from doing it myself God will take care of it himself. He don't need your help. Let God be God. Nabal has received the punishment for his sin. Then David sent messengers to Abigail to ask her to become his wife. When the messengers arrived at Carmel, they told Abigail, David has sent us to take you back to marry him. She humbled to the ground and responded, I, your servant, would be happy to marry David. I would even be willing to become a slave, washing the feet of his servants. Quickly, getting ready, she took along five of her servant girls as attendants, mounted her donkey, and went with David's messengers. And so she became his wife david also married an enemy from jerusalem or whatever and so blah blah, blah 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 so the point is you don't have to take matters into your own hands god will take care of it for you and that's why i said when you hear your husband saying i'm sick or i'm sorry and i should not have done this to you don't turn around and say oh no it's fine it's okay it's not okay let that apology stay right there so that god can continue to deal with him while he's in that place that repentive place that restoring place that conviction place stop taking their faults and placing them as your own Stop placing their mistakes and placing them as your own. Stop placing their wrongdoings and placing them on your own. The devil is a lie. Don't hush. Speak up. So, yes, I started at 12. Yes, I did. And it's almost 2 o'clock. Yes, it is. I don't apologize. I don't. I do not apologize because I know who I am in God and I know whose I belong to. And I know how I am. And God wants you all healed, set free and delivered. Divorce is not an option by God, it's a choice by man. And if you desire to become a wife, you must understand it is totally different from being just a girlfriend. Paul said, don't even marry. Just be like me and stay single and give all your time and attention to the Lord. Then you ain't got to worry about all those extras. You ain't got to be frustrated. You ain't got to do any of that. And when you begin to start fighting in your your, your flesh, starts being troubled and having those urges and you're not able to sustain, then go on and get your husband. But God is a sustainer. If you want to, if you want to maintain to be sustained (laughs) so that you won't be tainted. Yeah. Y'all know what I mean. Listen, at times you must be an intercessor. I said earlier in verse 29, when, uh, when Abigail said to David, don't let blemish. Don't let anger, don't let bitterness, don't let those controlling, don't let those controlling you, don't let you take control into your own hands. Don't let it be on your record. Abigail said, I know my husband has issues. I know my husband has faults. I know my husband won't keep a job i know my husband don't like to go to to the house of the lord i know my husband don't like to pray i know my husband is in jail i know my husband is an ill-tempered man i know my husband is a drunk i know my husband is addicted to drugs i know my husband has struggles i know my husband is a cheater i know my husband is this i know my husband in that but don't apologize for all of that but take responsibility for that matter for that issue for that struggle but do not take responsibility don't take what they're doing and you place it all on you. That devil is a lie. Hold them accountable. Stop allowing them to justify their wrongdoing. Stop helping them making excuses and speak to it. Don't hush, speak to it. Joseph, I've been asking you to come over here and let's get this right here together. I've been asking you to pray with me. I've been asking you to help with the children. I've been asking you to to come and go go to the house of the Lord. I've been asking. And you're refusing to do that. So respectfully, I'm going to go to the house of the Lord. And I'm going to praise God with you or without you. I'm going to pay my tithes and offerings with you or without you. I'm gonna watch and take care of my children with you or without you. and don't say the word my I, it's our, but some of these things you're hearing me saying is things that I used to say to my husband. So with the church part, he was saying that to me. <laughs> my point is this, for conscious sake, stop blaming yourself. But for conscious sake, don't allow your good to be evil spoken of. So when you pray, you'll know how to move. When you know, you'll know how to move. Nabal is still her husband and she still knows how to intercede. If they're not praying, you still know how to pray. If they're not studying, you still know how to study. If they're not going to the house of the Lord, you can still go to the house of the Lord. Stop basing your life off of what they're doing. Stop basing what you want to do off of what they're not doing. Stop doing that. You stand for righteousness and you keep praying. God will take care of them. Listen it's not worth it letting others suffering by what you know and by what your husband does david abigail told david please remember me when the lord has made you a leader as he promised if you know that god has made you some promises how is your behavior while you're waiting for those promises. Because your promises are stored up in heaven. God is just waiting on you to change. No, God is waiting for you to clean up your blemishes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God is waiting on you to clean up your blemishes. When you do it the right way, righteous will speak up for you. When you do it the wrong way, Satan is waiting for you. So remember that I'm done. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know some of y'all like, Lord have mercy. Praise the Lord. And that's my last saying. When you do what is right. Righteous. I wanted to put that up there. Y'all need to. Some of y'all need to understand that. Listen. Do you want to be Abigail and live, or do you want to be? Put that there, so I'm done. I thank you all for tuning in. Lord knows this thing right here has been good to me. I pray that y'all have a good week. I love my notes. I need. To, I should. Some of these days. I should be turning into many, many mini, mini books. Hmm, it's a great idea. Turn these into mini books. Okay, so anyway, Sierra, thank you for tuning in. And and following me as I follow the Lord, I know I can be long-winded. Yes, ma'am. To so those who watch this, for those who come in and go out, and come in and go out, I know this. But I'm a teacher at heart, and I want everybody to get what is needed, because it's not about me. It's about God. And I know some people can get 50, some people could have gave all of this in maybe 15, 20 minutes, and that's good. That's not who I am. I am who I am. They are who they are. This is what I do, and that is what they do. So I've learned how to stay in my own lane. Now, my now let me say this. Now, when I do conferences or if I do workshops in the in the house, I, I don't, it, it ain't two hours. I respect the house. If they say you have 45 minutes to an hour to give the message, I give 45 minutes to an hour to give the message, and I move on unless God does something else. They if God does something else and God moves, that's not on me. That's on the Lord. Amen. So I just want to throw that out there. So I, I am led by God. I'm no longer led by man. I so mean, you hold too long. You do too much. Well, you know what? Y'all saw my TikTok the other day. They say I do too much. But I say they basic. So am I doing too much or are you basic? Nah. So I'm just saying so I love you all I thank you all for tuning in you are so welcome Sierra I love you and I pray that you are writing down these scriptures I pray that you are taking down these points I pray that I I you know listen I know you desire to be a wife a godly wife a good wife the Bible says he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing so I know your heart's desire is to be that good thing for your man amen so listen Take it all in. Take it all in. Know that I I love y'all and God loves y'all more. Um, If it's God's will, I'll be on next Tuesday at 12 noon. Amen. Um, No, I will not. No, I will not. We'll not be on next Tuesday at 12 noon. Um, Jacob has to be um, at school at 8. And we have to be there for an hour. So, well, I have to be there from nine to one he has to hold on no i will be well no i won't so he has to be at school from eight to one so yeah i will yes i will be on 12. i just got to get off at one o'clock so yes so tuesday i will only be an hour because i took up my son from school so i love y'all bye